The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. Okay, now, first of all, uh, welcome everyone. This will be the final visit. Yeah, we will still be streaming. Uh, this will be the final visit for the year. And the reason for that is uh, we're busy currently praying and getting direction from the Lord uh, where the ministry needs to be going for next year. Uh, you should do that. You know, you should always be in tune with the Spirit and take time out and, and so forth and so on. So I need as much quiet time as possible so that I can hear from the Lord. And he's, I've been praying every day and I pray in the Spirit and he's been giving me a lot of answers. And we're not done. So tonight's message, this is very, very important. Okay. Tonight's message is on forgiveness. Now, this is very, very important. If you are struggling with forgiveness, I can tell you something now. You have cut off the Spirit of God. You've cut yourself off from the kingdom of God. You are going to see little to no manifestations of the Spirit of God at all. Okay? And in fact, you will invite disease into your life as well. Yes. You will invite destruction into your life. Okay? So it's very, very, very important for us to talk about these things. God has been so, so, so good to us. He's been so good to us as a ministry. You know, uh, late 2022, we said we wanted to talk about sowing and reaping in the new year, this year, 2023. And the Lord just said, now's not the time. I'm going to put the brakes on that. And the whole year has been about cleansing. Yeah. And you've got to ask yourself the question, why is that? Because the time is drawing near for Jesus to come and fetch his church. Yeah. And if you look at the pattern in the Old Testament, you can see the pattern in the New Testament. Under the Old Covenant, the Lord said to Israel, cleanse yourself. Because in three days, I'm coming. And so, that's what they had to do. They had to cleanse themselves. Why? Because God is very, very holy. Yes. And I think that's something that we cannot comprehend. It, we, we have to absorb it and break it down little by little. We don't really understand holiness. You, you can only grasp something like that with your, with your spirit. Because it's got nothing to do with the, the natural. You comprehend stuff like that with your spirit. So God told the Israelites, they weren't the Jews then, they were the Israelites. And he said to them, I'm going to come down to the mountain. 
And in three days, you cleanse yourself because I'm coming. Now, why would that be any different today? Won't be. Mm -mm. Because he tells us what type of church is he coming back for? Is he coming back for a, a church full of spots and wrinkles? No. No, he's coming back for a, a clean church. A holy church. He's coming back for a holy church. And you can see the way we have been led this year. Asking the Lord and saying, what's the next message? What's the next message? And I've been waiting on him. Are we going to talk about sowing and reaping? No. Okay. We're not going to talk about sowing and reaping. We carry on. Then he said, talk about the fear of the Lord. Talk about the love of God. Talk about me being a father. Talk about fellowship. We spoke about all these things. And all of it is to get you to a place where you reverence him, where you respect him and so forth. And we spoke about judging ourselves and repenting of sin and all that. The whole year through, he's been talking about that. Now we're talking about forgiveness. Don't you think there's a reason for that? Mm -hmm. He's preparing us. The time is coming. So I hope that you guys were listening to the messages. Yeah, because at the end of the day, to be a holy church without spot or blemish, you cannot have any unforgiveness in you. Yeah. You can't have any sin. You can't have anything that goes against the Word of God. Yeah. If, you, if you're struggling with unforgiveness, I promise you this as well. It will affect your tithe. It will affect your sowing and reaping. It will affect your healing. It will affect everything. Yeah. And I've seen that um, so many times in people's lives as well. Um, let's just open up in a word of prayer because our dad is here. The spirit of our father is here and he's always, you know what? Forgiveness is a message of love to the church. Yes. So let's pray. Father, we are so honored to have you with us tonight. We are so honored to have your precious spirit here tonight. We value your word. And so, Father, I pray that you... And I thank you that you have anointed these lips of clay. And thank you that we will be a vessel unto honor. And thank you, Father, for helping Megan and myself healed to your spirit. And thank you, Father, for speaking through our minds and, and, and speaking through our vocal cords. And I pray for everyone streaming and everyone yet tonight. I thank you, Father God, for helping them receive your message. Give them eyes to see, Lord. I want them changed. I want them transformed. Give them ears to hear and a heart that will understand. We take authority over any demonic activity and distraction right now. In the name of Jesus, Satan, we bind you. And the scripture says, if we do that, you are bound. So you can go to your hooky. So, Father, we thank you that your word will not return void tonight, but it will prosper in the thing where to you send it. We love you because you love us. And we know that. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. This year is... There's so much to say about this. Don't, number one, don't inoculate yourself from this word. Mm 
don't think you know everything there is to know about forgiveness. Because if you do that, you already, the devil's got you. Okay? But come and sit here tonight and have the attitude, I'm going to learn something. I'm going to walk away with something. Because this is an area that the devil has been deceiving the church in a huge way. Yeah. A massive way. So uh, go to the Gospel of Mark and chapter 11 so long. Mark chapter 11. And while you're going there, the word forgive in the Greek it means this, and for those who are taking notes, you can write this down. The word forgive in the Greek, okay, it means to permanently dismiss. It means to liberate completely. It means to discharge. It means to send away. It means to release, and the best modern definition in our current vernacular means to let it go. That is what the word forgive means. You know, if you say, oh, so-and-so did this to me, I forgive them, but you know, I won't forget what they did. That doesn't mean you've completely dismissed yes. that person. You holding a garage, <laughs> a, a grudge for those who don't know what it is. Um, and I want to show you how important forgiveness is when it comes to faith, when it comes to the role of faith. Uh, Mark chapter 11 and from verse 22, just let me know if you're there. Amen. A lot of Christians are struggling with their faith and they're not seeing results and we're going to see now why. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, And does not doubt in his heart, But believes that those things he says will be done, He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Now look at verse 25. I'm reading from the New King James for those of you who are wondering. Verse 25. And. Oh, that's a weird way to start a sentence. And. That means. He's not starting off a completely different topic right now. He's adding to it. He's not finished talking about faith. And. And is a conjunctive word. It means that there's a relationship on both sides of that word. So he just got through telling you and talking to you about faith. And I'm not finished. This is still part of it. Mm -hmm. Whenever you stand praying, 
If you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Now, there are many hindrances to the faith walk. But this is the only time Jesus mentioned this hindrance concerning faith. You can search it out for yourself throughout the Gospels. Whenever he spoke on faith, this is the only time he mentioned this hindrance. So it just shows you how serious this really is. If you are struggling with forgiveness, I can guarantee you this here. This, Jesus said, and. You just spoke about faith. And. Whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. Let's go back to that definition. Permanently dismiss it. Liberate it completely. Discharge it. Send it away. Or release it. That's the only way your faith is going to work. Now, how did we get to this topic? It's very interesting. My pastor friend in the States, Pastor Doug, he sent me his study notes. And he was listening to this particular minister, a minister friend of his in the States, he doesn't really uh, listen to him because he follows another ministry. But on this particular occasion, he did. And it was all about forgiveness. And so what he did was he sent the notes to me. And man, when I read it, I was so blessed by what I read in his notes. And so we were talking about forgiveness back and forth. And, and then, oh yes. And you can ask Megan this. After we, him and I were talking back and forth about this, he said, I'm about to go into the church service. And he said, I'm going to say something now. It's very strange. He said, but I, I feel the Lord is telling me to say this. And he said, you might think I'm completely cuckoo. And he said, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. And then if you reject it, that's fine. I won't take offense. But he said, the Lord said to me, I must pray in other tongues right now over this voice note and send it to you. And he said, he's going to give you the interpretation of it. He said, I've never done this before. So I was like, okay. And he spoke in other tongues and it just hit different. <laughs> and so I said, man, I've got to listen to that again. So I played the other tongues part again. Now someone says, so what was the interpretation? It's very simple. You've got to do everything by faith in the kingdom. We were not in a church service, so there's no interpretation of tongues immediately. That's a gift. And that's a gift inside of a church service. This is not a church service. This was him and myself talking privately. So what do you do in a, a situation like that, brother? Well, you just say, Father, I receive that interpretation. 
I believe I have it. I believe you spoke to him. And if you told him that I've got the interpretation, then I've got the interpretation. End of story. And I, I thank you for it in Jesus' name. And then we climbed in the car and then we were going to head down to my folks because we were having supper there that night. Well, the notes, and he suggested that we go through the notes and he said, and, and Megan and I were talking about this in the car, and he said, you can go ahead and preach those notes to your service. I, I just feel like the Lord is saying you should do this. And I said to him, I'm already ahead of you. I know we're supposed to, to do this. And the notes go like this. There was a minister. Oh, thank you, Lord. You're so good. There was a minister, a young minister, who left his house and went to go and preach for another minister uh, at his church. And this man's wife was at home. Well, when he got there, the hosting minister said to him, Now, brother, I don't want you to worry about anything that you have to deal with at, at this time. So I don't want you to worry about your ministry. I don't want you to worry about your family. I'm going to take the time. And his name is Brother Roy. Brother Roy said, I'm going to take the time and I'm going to pray for your family and the protection of your family and so forth. And I'm going to pray for your ministry. And this, this young minister said, thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate that. He said, I just want you to focus on your message. Just pray and talk to the Lord about your message. So he said, okay. So all of a sudden, Brother Roy comes running in and he says, do you people have a hot water pump in your garage? And he said, yes, we do. He said, while I was praying for your family this morning, he said, the Lord showed me your wife was going to go into the garage and she was going to do some craft work there. And there's something wrong with the hot water pump and it's going to explode sure. and probably cost the life of your wife. Sure. So he said, you need to phone your wife right now. So he said, okay. He phoned his wife up. He said, hey, listen, uh, Brother Roy was praying and he told her the whole thing. She goes, wow, I'm so glad you prayed. She said, I was on my way to the garage sure. to do that artwork. And she said, I'm just going to hang back. I'm not going to go there. And I'll wait for you to come home. There was some small little thing they had to uh, fix up. And um, then it would have never happened. Sure. And this young minister said, what if... Brother Roy had unforgiveness in his heart. He would have never been able to hear from the Lord. And that man's wife would have went into the garage and she would have died a young woman. You see how important it is to make sure you get rid of that junk? Now, a, a little while later, he was still at that house and he was praying. And while he was praying, he said he saw this pipe and it was a few inches long and it was a few inches in diameter. And at the top of the pipe was this gush of water just coming through 
from the top, just just an endless supply. And yeah, at the bottom, it was like a, a, a little a little sprinkler that was coming out at the bottom. And he said the the vision that the Lord gave him, it was so real, he actually squinted his eyes a few times because it seemed like that water was squirting up here in his face. And he said to the Lord, I don't understand what's what's going on here. I see uh, this rush of water coming in from the top. Why is it like a, just a little fine spray? Just a just enough just to make you blink. And the Lord said to him, that pipe represents your spirit. And the top is me by my spirit. I'm pouring myself in there. Never ending supply of the Holy Ghost and the gifts and so forth. And he said, that pipe is clogged. And he said, it's clogged with all these little granules. And just a, a, a little fine spray is coming out there, you see. And he said, that little, that, those little granules is unforgiveness. He actually said this, those little granules are un, they represent unrepented unforgiveness. And so as Megan and I were driving, now watch this, we believed that we received interpretation. And as we were driving down Cape Road, the interpretation came. And the Lord said this to me. He said, you know what the interpretation is? I said, no, Lord. He said, that pipe that's been clogged with those little granules. He said, it's not big stones. He said, take note. It's little granules. That was what the Lord wanted me to see. When we talk about unforgiveness here's our perception of what unforgiveness is this person did something nasty to me and i am struggling to forgive them it's come to a place where i now have a grudge against that person and because the majority of us don't really struggle with that we think we don't have unforgiveness in our heart but that's not the truth. Uh, Andrew, could you look? I didn't think I'm going to need this. But can you look for that person, uh, the parable in the Gospels where Jesus talks about the guy who had so much to um, let go of and uh, the king forgave him? And he didn't forgive his own yes. people. Yeah, yes, I remember that. I remember that and so that was the highlight, and I saw it. I saw it. We go through life, something bothers us, someone cut, watch this, someone cuts you off in the road. They are the ones that are wrong. And then when you hoot at them because they almost uh, an caused an accident, it's very serious. They turn around and they flip the bird at you. And they start shouting at you. Now, when you see that, you go into combat mode. And then you think of the 45 semi-automatic 16 plus 1 in the chamber that you want to pull out and force them to pull over and, and tell them, you know, this is what goes. 
You, you know what I'm saying? This that's, is reality. That doesn't go through my mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's Matthew 18, mm -hmm. uh, 21 to 35. Okay. Now, we don't know that person. Okay. And what happens is 10 out of 10, I'm going to say this, 10 out of 10, that uh, uh, races off and we don't see them again. And two hours later, you in the spa and you're doing your grocery shopping and you see this amazing deal and you get excited and you completely forgot about that person. That person is gone. By tomorrow, you won't even recount it. But watch this. You never forgave that person. And you think because you don't have a grudge against that person, it's not going to bother you. You think you're not in unforgiveness. It's a lot of times the things that you've forgotten about over the years. Yeah. Like, um, so, like you're saying, you know, yeah. like people say things and they hurt your feelings then, but time, because it's not like a big wow thing, That's it. you know? That's it. Um, then you you carry on and you don't think about it, but you never forgave that person and yeah. you never repented for getting angry about it or upset about it. And those little things keep building up, keep building up. Because yeah. it says it's the little foxes. It's the little, little foxes, foxes that spoil the vine. And we think those little things are nothing, you know, like I, because it didn't turn into a big brawl, a big fight. And That's it. No one standing on the back, no money was stolen or whatever, that it's not important. Yeah. But anything that makes you violate the commandment of love yes. needs to be forgiven. Now, here's the thing. At that moment... While you think nothing happened, your whole body reacted. Yes. You could feel your your whole body tense up. Yes. And here's something. If someone says, no, I don't believe that. Okay, let me help you out. Let me help you out. God says in his word, if a man, and it works both ways, if a man looks on a woman to lust. He's committed adultery, watch this, in his heart, not in the flesh. Yeah. He's already committed adultery in the heart with her. And he uses this word already. Mm. It's done. Yeah. yeah, but I never even climbed into the bed with her. Doesn't matter. It's done. Because what happens, if you're looking on that woman and you start visualizing your whole body starts reacting to it. Yeah. And you go through the motions as if you did come into bed with her. Here's another one. Here's another one. The Lord says, if you hate your brother, you are a murderer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I never pull the trigger. But the way your body reacts, the chemicals in your brain, yes. all of it go to work. And it's as if you did pull the trigger. Now, when it comes to this, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. Mm. We think nothing happened. But at that point, you got angry. A whole lot of words flashed across your mind that even the devil said, I need to take notes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, your body reacted to it and you did walk in unforgiveness. And here's the question. 
are you really free? And if they had to show up, how would you feel? How would you feel? How does your body react? Yeah. It's amazing how this stuff works. On a good test, the people might not say they have never actually had this experience, just like a taxi driver. That's it. Everybody's yeah. had experience with now, taxi drivers. What's that scripture reference, Andrew? Uh, it's Matthew 18. Yeah. Can uh, you read it? Tw- 21 to oh. 35. Oh, 21. Sure. Okay. Matthew 18, 21 to 35. Now watch this. I want you to see something in this. I wasn't planning on using this, but the Spirit of God. This is why we pray. Did you want me to read it from a specific translation? No, it's it's fine. It says, Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you, up to seven times, um, but up to <coughs> 70 times seven. Yeah. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold and his wife and children and all that he had, and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, who owed him a hundred denarii, And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison until he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved, and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Shouldn't you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? Mm. And his master was angry and delivered him to the the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. So, my heavenly Father also will do to you if each of you, from his heart, does not forgive his brother his trespasses. Very interesting points in that parable. Very interesting points. There's the big debt, but that's not all. There's the small ones. Mm -hmm. That's what the Holy Ghost wanted you to see. A hundred denarii. If you were to look it up, it's not even two cents. It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. Yeah. The things that we think doesn't count. I don't have a problem with that person. That, oh, that person annoyed me a little bit. Uh, 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 uh. You've got to practice forgiveness. Mm. You, you've yeah. got to do what Jesus did. He treated everyone as if they never Sin. Yeah. Now watch this. He said in both cases, we read in Mark chapter 11, and we read here in both cases, 
my father will not forgive you. You need to hear that. What are you talking about? Well, this goes back to, does, is it because the father doesn't want to forgive you? No. It's not because he doesn't want to forgive you. It's because he can't. Because you cut him off. Yes. Because the whole kingdom, this comes back to it, Sorry. is likened unto a seed. What you sow, you will reap. Mm. If you sow unforgiveness, you too will reap unforgiveness. It's mm. just the way it works. You can't get away from sowing and reaping. Yeah. You can't. Mm -hmm. The only way you're going to be able to get out of sowing and reaping is you need to die. You need to get out of this earth because the whole earth <coughs> functions that way. In everything. In everything. So you can see what a major role unforgiveness plays. And it will block off your faith. And he used the parable then. He talks about you get thrown to the tormentors. Yes. And your wife and your kids. Um, that is 100% true. You invite yourself, you invite the devil to come in. He's the tormentor. Mm -hmm. You invite him into your family. You invite him into, you invite destruction into your life. Yes. You invite sickness and disease into your life when you refuse to forgive. Mm -hmm. And so, like I said, this message is all about um, God wants you free. You might not, you, you, you need to ask the Holy Ghost to remind you of all the times you haven't forgiven. Yes. You need to ask the Holy Ghost, say to him, uh, especially particular events. Ask him to bring it up before you. That's what we did when we were yeah. driving. We were talking about that and we were discussing Things that we haven't done seem so trivial. Yeah, so trivial. You'll you'll be like no man, you don't have to. No, you do. Yes, and you do. And it's good, and and it's not to be reminded of wrongdoing, but it's yeah. a good thing to ask the Lord to remind you of things yeah. you haven't forgiven, so that you can cleanse yourself of that. And we sat, and I was like, oh, I need to forgive this person and forgive this person because. Those are things that linger from your past that you've buried away that you really don't think about anymore. But when it does come up, when it does come up, how you react is proof of where you are in your in your yeah. journey of forgiveness. Because people will, if you haven't forgiven them properly, they will irk you. Yeah. You'll feel irritated or you'll feel hurt or you'll feel disappointed. That's a giveaway. Or you're reliving the thing that happened. Yeah. And there were a few things that came up for me. And all I did was I took a book out and I started writing people's names down. And I, and I was like, Lord, I forgive that person for doing that to me. And, and I, I for, please forgive me for what I may have done to them. Yeah. And then I prayed and I blessed them. Because you've got to do, when you can pray for that person, yeah. it's, it's a sign you have truly forgiven them. If you can pray from your heart for them to be blessed. Because yes. that's what love does. Uh, in the meantime, just flip over quickly to First John chapter 1. First John chapter 1. And while you're going there, I'm just going to go on and say, there are husbands that need to forgive their wives. Mm. There are wives that need to forgive their husbands. 
even if you think no everything's lacquer right now man i don't have a problem no 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 you need to deliberately forgive them yes you must they are parents that need to forgive their children yes they are children that need to forgive their parents yes they are grandparents that need to forgive their children and grandchildren and likewise, there are siblings that need to forgive their siblings. That's right. Cousins and so forth. You have to do this. Mm. You must do this. There are employees that need to forgive their employers. Yes, yeah. and vice versa. And there's employers that need to forgive their employees. And can I just mention one other thing that the Lord showed me? There are people who have had, I don't want to say lost people but someone who's passed on and you haven't forgiven that person yeah. the lord actually showed me a, a, a girl that i was friends with when i was in high school um she passed away was last year or the year before and i didn't know that there was something lurking underneath the the surface where i hadn't forgiven her for deserting me when i was 18 years old she left and went to the to go and all pay and she left and she was like a best friend to me and i felt like she she hurt me when she left because she never looked back <laughs> and then she came back to sa and at the end of the day she passed away and we never ever i never ever forgave her and that was one of the things that the lord said to me even the people who've passed away yeah cleanse yourself of that unforgiveness as well don't think because they're gone that it, it yeah. cuts it out it it cuts it out for them yeah because they've sorted themselves out but you need to get rid of that out of your heart yeah. i'm going to say something else we need to forgive the government yes Yes. Yeah. Forgive the president. It's so easy to talk. Some of us need to forgive other races. Forgive churches and pastors. Some people need to forgive churches and forgive pastors. Mm -hmm. Some of you need to forgive businesses. Yes. Businesses that, that cut you short. And I'll, t I'll tell you one thing that the Lord showed me. Uh, one of the things of what that's so great about forgiveness is that why we need to forgive is because we don't know that person's heart. Yeah. We don't know what they were going through, when that happened, what their train of thought was when it happened or what they said or did. We don't know. So we're making a judgment call on a situation or something based on our feelings. Yeah. How we were offended. And, and that's something like you've got to think about, like the Lord knows their heart and he knows more than what we do. And that's why we need to take the time to release the, these people and these situations because we don't have the understanding that the Lord does. Now, I'll give you a good example of this. What does God want from you? He wants you to go on a forgiving spree. Yes. Yeah. There's people that go on a murder spree. You must be the opposite. Don't join them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> always whatever the world does do don't do it go and do the opposite <laughs> of it it's yes. very simple go on a forgiving spree and practice that every single day the other day megan and i went to the checkers at big ben center we had some stuff to do we needed to go down to warmer park and so the checkers are on the corner of william moffat and cape road um 
it's just convenient we wanted to go and check something there they had some sort of special I pulled up into the bay and so forth we went into the store I come out and this person went and just pulled into the into the parking bay with this massive van sure. and then parked skew they never straightened their van now I gotta walk like a crab <laughs> to get into my car because they were selfish and they don't care about anyone else and you know it's the very first thing I did because I saw them going over the line and coming into my line I mean just I mean sloppy just absolutely sloppy and it, it makes you cross you think to yourself first thing I want to do is I want to check where did they get their license from because this is like standard procedure this is the basics that you learn about parking man how did you how on earth did you fail that you know I mean this is this is dumb stuff you, you, we shouldn't be dealing with this and I always I've always got a saying because this one woman as well she went and argued with me as well but anyway before I go to that yeah this person parked skew now I've got to walk like a crab and I've got to put my hand by the door so that I don't bump their car you know what I did I said Lord I forgive them sure. you got to do that you might think it's trivial but trust me one grain less. That's good, Marius. Yeah. I can hear that you're hearing. <laughs> one grain less. This woman, she she lied to me. I was on my way to do some stuff at Sunridge Village. And, man, the place was packed out. There was no base. So, yeah, I come into the, the parking lot. And this woman, she's parked on this side. And she's got this massive double cab, you know. And so she's just sitting there. I can't even tell if the, the, the bucky is on or off or whatever. So I just zipped in between her and the, the island. And I saw a parking bay and I took it. She was nowhere near the parking bay. Man. Turned that whole bucky around and she came and pulled up behind me and started shouting at me, making a scene in this parking lot, you know. And I'm thinking, I don't understand what's going on here. Why are you going on like this? She says to me, you took my parking bay. You knew that, that I was going for that parking bay. So I'm, I'm also not going to keep quiet. I'm not a pushover. And I said to her, you're a liar. I said, you didn't know that parking bay was available. I said, because if you did, to me it would make common sense to try and wangle your bucky in from this side. You were parked on that side. How on earth did you see that there was a parking bay available? And she was going on and on. I said to her, lady, if you don't know how to drive a big car, get rid of it. <laughs> and I walked off. And then she drove down and I said to her, you better move along because you're holding up traffic. <laughs> because there was like three cars behind it. I mean, I'm not going to move the car now, you know. So then she came up the other side. Oh, man, I was in such a happy mood. I was listening to gospel music. I was talking to dad in the car. And yes, she comes here, the daughter of Satan himself, you know, and just going off and then came up the lane where she saw me coming. And I'm not a scrawny guy. 
I'm thinking, you've got guts to attack me, woman. <laughs> so anyway, and she comes in, pulls up next to me and starts shouting again. And I just said to her, lady, get rid of your bucky. You can't drive it. It's too big for you. And that's what it boils down to. But she went off and just cussing and discussing, you know. And so <laughs> I just went inside the, the village and then I met Francois there and him and I were chatting and so forth. And I forgave her. I forgave her. I had to. She was in the wrong. Mm. I knew she was lying to me. She, she knew there was no parking bay. There was no way she could have seen that parking bay. It's impossible. And anyway, um, if you're going for a parking bay, your car should be on. Especially if there's only one parking bay available. That's how I knew she was just lying, you know. But she she came there with that aggravating spirit, you know. Oh. You can tell it's not normal anger. You you understand when people, they flash off a little bit and they, they go back to normal afterwards. This was just, you know, persistent the whole time. Meh, 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 meh. That's how Satan is, you know. He just comes at you all the time. Nah, 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 nah. So I had to... I had to brush it out of my mind because now she's making it out as if I'm the one that's in, in the wrong. And that's what they do. Mm. You know, I had a full right to go off at her and just take her to town. But it's wrong. It's wrong. And I forgave her. Because that's the right thing to do. Now, why does God want us to do these things? Because if you are struggling with unforgiveness, if you don't repent... If you don't judge yourself, the scripture says judge yourself, that you will not be judged with the world. That's what judgment is all about. Judgment is all about you refusing to repent. And so judgment is the love of God. That's what it is. It's not God looking for the first opportunity to get back at you and make you feel the wrath of God. No, it's love. What happens is not a good thing. And it's not nice. You know, Paul says, if you go through judgment, it's, it's not lacquer. It's not nice. But it's there to help you. Now, how do you repent? Watch this. 1 John uh, chapter 1 and verse 9. And he says this. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And it doesn't stop there. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In another place, the word says, this is Jesus talking. He says, if you have ought against any, I'm quoting the King James. If you've got a problem against any and you've, you're coming with your gift to the altar Leave your gift at the altar and go and make right first. He says, do that first and then you come back and you bring your offering. Okay, so when it comes to stuff like this, you forgive them first. And then the scripture says, now you go and ask the Lord for forgiveness. And you receive your cleansing from all unrighteousness. That's New Testament I gave to you right there. It's not just, I forgive them, Lord, and you walk on. No, you forgive them, and then you say, Lord, I now I receive my forgiveness. 
You don't ask him for forgiveness first. You forgive them first. Then you say, Lord, now I receive my forgiveness from you. And I receive cleansing from all unrighteousness. And what's the whole thing? Why does God want you to, to constantly walk in that forgiveness? Your son snaps at you. Swears at you. I forgive you, son. I forgive you. Why? The minute you start adding these little granules and you start clogging things up, it's hard for God to reach you. Yes. It's hard. It's not that he doesn't want to. It's because you sowed that seed and you made it difficult. And that hurts him again. So get rid of the granules. Go on a forgiving spree. Ask the Lord, where all have I let things go? And I didn't repent of it. Mm. Repent of it. Everything. And do it on purpose. And once you have done that, then you go to him and say, Lord, I now receive my own forgiveness from you. Because I know that makes you happy. Remember, everything's done in love. Yeah. He just wants you forgiven. Why? He doesn't want you judged. This is how Paul says this is how people die or get sick. Yeah. He talks about it in Corinthians. And it's also part of him cleansing you yeah. for Jesus' is coming. That's it. And I'll tell you what, you'll see better results with your faith. Yes. And because faith works by love. Yeah, and you'll see a whole lot of miracles because you, you're getting into a place. Here's an example. Uh, how often must I do this, Brother Trevor? It's very simple. Peter said, Lord, how many times must I give them? Seven times? He said 70 times 7. Per day. Yeah, per day. That's a lot of forgiving. Yes. You got it, like I said, you got to go on a forgiving spree every day. There's people that are going around and shooting children, and they, they are going on a shooting spree. You need to do the opposite of that and go on a forgiving spree. And what did the one preacher say? He said... Before you leave the house in the morning, yeah. forgive everyone already. Before you leave. Before you even leave. You forgive everyone you're going to encounter. You get that forgiveness out the way. So when something does yeah. happen, your mind already says, oh, I've already forgiven them. And you're not, you don't even slip into that area of anger or offense or nothing because you've already forgiven anything that comes against you that day. I'm going to close with this. Jesus is hanging on the cross. There's a lot of pain going on. You know, there's drawings of these little holes in his hands. Wait until you see him. It's the size of, of a punch. Yeah. It's huge holes. And in his feet. That's it. Yes. Now, he's, he's thirsty. He's struggling to breathe. These oaks on the bottom are being nasty to him. If you the son of God, why don't you save yourself and come down? And I promise you this. Satan said to him in the wilderness. I promise you this. There was an anti-anointing. On those words. Mm. Sure. It's that type. Like that woman that came with the, the Bucky. 
there was something on her. It just, it feels like they're taking a knife and just sticking it in your gut and twisting it. There's a devil there. Mm -hmm. That's not normal, that. That's how those guys were when they were attacking Jesus. And you know what he, he did? It's so easy to say, see you in hell. Very easy to say that. At that moment, you want to be the type of guy that says, I don't want you to come into heaven. You're not welcome. Easy to say it. They're the ones that put him up there. He's hurting. His mouth is dry. He knows he's not getting off this cross. This is it. End of the road. And then he says this. Forgive them. Wow. Because he said, they know not what they do. Yes. Which means, like I said, you don't know what's in their heart. You yeah. don't know them like God knows them. Forgive them. Yes. So, guys, I just want to encourage you. Go on a forgiving spree. Ask the Lord to show you the areas that you have not repented. Forgive your spouse. Forgive your children. Forgive your parents. Parents, forgive your children. Mm. Forgive the government. Do all these things. Someone gives you weak coffee. Don't get angry about it. Just say, I forgive you. You might think it's silly. <laughs> you might think it's silly. It's not. Just go on a forgiving spree. My friend Cheryl used to make terrible coffee. No. I it's better only granules we done not the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's end it off in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your beautiful presence. You are an amazing dad. It is so awesome that we are your children. Thank you for giving us eternal life. Thank you that we no longer have to put up with eternal death. Thank you for growing us up this year. Thank you for helping all of us who have heard this message tonight. Thank you for helping us go on a forgiving spree. Help us call to our remembrance, Lord, while we're just sitting there minding our own business, even if it was something a year ago, even if it was something two years ago, or even beyond that. And, and you know we, we have forgotten it, but it was unrepentant. Call it up to us, Father. Shine the light on it so we can judge ourselves and that we can forgive these people and we can get free. Because I know you're just doing this because you love us. You want us to experience eternal life in its fullest. And you want us to be absolutely free. Now, Lord, we love you. You are an amazing dad. No one can top you. And we appreciate you. We appreciate your son. Thank you for giving us the power to forgive even as Jesus has forgiven us. Like I said, we love you, and we know that you love us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And as we say, remember, faith comes by hearing. Hey, everyone. If you enjoyed today's podcast, feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision 
which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.